This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. A locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker, as well as all the interwebs streaming live. Our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. It's uh, Automatic Andy, uh, Air Filter Anthony, and I'm Nick Miles. Um, we, We got the camera up and running with audio just in the last few seconds. And then I gave you the old uh, head slap on, I did, what's that, Benny Hill, the Benny Hill show, head slap. Yeah. I did live <laughs> before we started. That was, you guys see a very intimate detail of how Nick wakes me up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wake you up when we were uh, roommates together when we did mornings in Seattle with bacon. That's all it took. I cooked bacon in the in the house when we shared a house together. Anyway, just the smell. Oh, bacon, 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 yeah. bacon, bacon. I had no, no need for an alarm clock with Nick. Yeah. Uh, it was like that dog, the commercial. Pavlov's dog? Oh. Yeah, it was the commercial. Mm, bacon, mm, bacon. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, that's all it took to get him. I can't even believe I was eating at two o'clock in the morning. What's yeah, wrong with me? That was That's a whole That's a whole situation. different story. Hey, how are you? I'm, <clears throat> first of all, Nick, it's nice to see you today. Thank you. Um, I just, I forgot real quick that we were live and people can see us. So yeah. I, I have to be nine, mindful of, of my nose picking. Yeah. And well, my nail biting. Please be mindful of that all the time. Because I just, I don't need people seeing that. And I, 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 I'm going to lose it if I see a screenshot and a meme of me picking my nose. Have people watching you um, on either LinkedIn or Facebook or uh, Twitter picking your nose? I mean, oh. it's just. Your finger's really, on the outside, thank goodness. It's really comfortable. Uh, and not for me. <laughs> just <laughs> when you do that, it's not comfortable for anybody watching on the, on the live Twattages and uh, yeah, yeah, say hi to the camera. It's just, it's a really nice dynamic now, Nick. I feel like we're doing radio in 4D. Yeah. Because radio it, podcasts. Yeah. Um, and you'll be able to watch it. We're, we should, we'll get it up on the YouTubes as well. Um, it's been a really super interesting car week of what's going on. Hey, we don't have a camera on Anthony yet, but air filter, but we will. It'll happen. That sounds great. It does. Do you want that? <laughs> yeah, you get the I producer. want it. You get the producer cam, man. We'll, yeah. we'll switch to you and we'll see what you're doing back there. Basically, the world is now seeing what I see. Yeah. Mm. Like from my world. angle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the sure. camera's like almost where you, your head is. You get to see, except it's this side of the glass. You're We're separated by cl- glass because, well, yeah, are you in the cage or are we in the cage? I'm undecided about that. I don't play, I bite. I don't play well with others. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm in the cage. Okay. I think are the is this is this bulletproof between us? <laughs> we're should, we're in the Pacific be. Northwest, so I think yeah. it should be. It should be bulletproof. Um, it's it's been a super interesting week. We have a lot of things to talk about, but it's been a super interesting week. Um, first of all, there's a lot of new vehicles coming out. Um, we I've been driving them. We've been stacking them up. There's these things called embargoes. If you're not familiar with this. In the automotive world, we go to, I, I, I travel around the world, I get to drive these vehicles, I get to test drive them, and then we're allowed to talk about them eventually 
after these embargoes expire. So like tomorrow morning, the Nissan Z embargo expires. Um, yeah, there you go. And he's playing videos. Um, I, I drove the Nissan Z a few weeks ago, but I'm embargoed about talking about it because they say you can come and drive it, but you can't talk about it until X date. And so that's the same with like four or five other vehicles. Do you want some help with your phone? I don't know. Anthony has a hammer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and this is the same with a bunch of others. So lots of them expire. The new Range Rover Sport, I got to see that, the third generation. It's their best-selling Range Rover out there. They've done an amazing job with this vehicle, by the way. Um, it's got so many cool things about it. It's microphones in the tire, wheel wells. Stop. That, yeah, that listen to the noise of the wheels make, and then head ca um, they can't do noise cancelling in the headrests, so you can't hear the wheel noise. Just saying. It has what? a... I know. It's like absolutely blow your mind. Shut up and take me... Just buy me one. Um, they have uh, a virus filter in the vehicle, so technically COVID can't come inside because it filters it out. It's not COVID certified, but none of these vehicles that have the virus... Mercedes has the same thing on the new EQE. That's a virus filter. There is so many unbelievable things that will just blow your mind. Well, I mean, what's next? Like a, a vibe check? Like if you're not cool, you can't get in? <laughs> well, that's the, it's been the same way. It's called money. It's yeah, been the right. same way for a while. <laughs> um, there's the new uh, GMC uh, Sierra, the truck, the AT4X, which is like the super off-road version. Drove that in the desert. Blow your mind. Um, then there's the Denali Ultimate. And when I say Ultimate, yes, it's the ultimate, the most luxurious truck in the world. Blow your mind. Um I can't even explain to you. Everywhere in the truck is the latitude and longitude of Denali Mountain. So everywhere you'll see the latitude and longitude written out of Denali Mountain all around the world. It's just really cool. Um, there's that. I've been driving. There's a list of incredible new vehicles. The brand new Subaru Solterra, which is their first the first off-road electric vehicle, the Ford Lightning mm -hmm. truck, drove that. People are going mental about things that we've known about for, like, a year. So the 19th of May marks a year since we unveiled the Lightning. People are still going mental about the Frunk. We've known about the Frunk for a year. I mentioned Frunk, and people almost have seizures. They're so excited about it. Um, and then we find out from Linda Zhang, who's the engineer... To actually make the frunk, moving the engine was just a tiny part of what she had to do. Rewiring a, all the electrics, which are where the engine is, was a massive job that took her years to work out how to do. The fluids that go everywhere in the front, the cooling, the air conditioning, all of that stuff, which is normally where the engine bay is, took her years to work out how all that would be rewired and repiped, all the coolants. Mm. It was so complicated. So there's, oh, it's just so much. And everyone's going nuts. It will power your house for three days if your power goes out in your home. I mean, just mental stuff. Mental they crazy. They should have hired a bomb diffuser. He has to do good with wires and placements. Yeah, but she is that and more. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just there's so much, so much there. So there's a lot been going on, and I've been, like, stocking all this information up, and I'm going to start imparting it to you. We're going to talk about some of that. 
we're going to get to talk about, I mean, we're going to get to talk about even vehicles that are on sale today, like the Subaru BRZ. You've been driving that, Andy. We've had a chance to play in the uh, Chevy Tahoe, the uh, Z, uh, Z71 version. This is beautiful. Um, it's kind of the off-road version. It is, yeah. I got a lot to say about that one. There's a lot. Um, Ed Kim's coming on from uh, Auto Pacific to tell us about a new survey they've done and the growing consumer trust in active driver assistance technologies. These are the these technologies in vehicles that make decisions for you when you fail as a human, when you're a failure as a driver. The car steps in and goes, sorry, you lose. I'm making this decision. How much do you trust those systems in a car? Um, sometimes they don't make good decisions, and I've experienced that in a vehicle recently where the vehicle made a decision to do something, and it was wrong. And I, if I hadn't grabbed the wheel in time, uh, it would have put me and Javier Mota into a large concrete wall, and I reacted in milliseconds to save our backsides. And the car got it wrong, and I got it right. Um, and so it was wrong. So how much do we trust these systems? We could talk about that. So there's a lot going on. Um, and then Anton Warman, I have to say, for all that you might think he's a crazy guy, he called it absolutely correctly about Elon Musk buying Twitter. He Honestly. said, he said, it's, he's going he's gonna to do a 180 and he's going to back out. And it looks like that's what's happening. He's backing out of the Twitter buying because he's saying that they weren't, uh, and I believe this is a skimming the stories, but they weren't, um, there's too many bots, it seems to be what it is on Twitter. So there's that. There's just a lot going on. So many bots, bots made in the story? That's funny to me. Yeah. It's all about the bots. It's all about the bots, about the bots. Yeah, I'm about to see, there's a camera now I can dance. Uh, you, well, there's a commercial break coming up. And oh, I think you may have promised people things. I got some interpretive dancing for y'all. <laughs> oh, another reason not to watch. Um, I do want to tell you that if your vehicle squeals or it grinds uh, when you slow down or you just, it just isn't stopping, which is a bad thing, by the way. Uh, you, <laughs> If it doesn't stop at all, that's a really bad thing. Uh, if it doesn't stop like it used to, however, you may need uh, new brake pads or, ro uh, or rotors at all. Uh, now you, through the May 24th, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts get 15% uh, off a set of brakes, uh, best select, imports, um, direct brake parts, and two rotors. Uh, you can restore the safe braking and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts or just order online at O'ReillyAutoParts.com. I like you to have good brakes. Do you guys have good brakes? Uh, you know, for being a big dude, I can stop on a dime. What about your brakes, though? Uh, feeling good in the in the Subaru Outback at the moment. Okay. Well, as long as you can stop on time, uh, I like that. Andy, could I uh, talk you into doing a top five when we come back? I feel like I got enough in the chamber to let everyone have the words of wisdom that I'm about to give y'all. Is it really a top five, or are you going to drone on about uh, 250 things? No, I'm going to drone. For sure. Okay. There's a lot to talk. The Z71, man, there's a lot. That's There's like two big flagships. You know, the Tahoe by itself is a big name. Yeah. And then the Z71 by itself is a, a big name. Oh. And then they said, you know what? It's 2022. Right. Let's put them together and see what happens. If I'm going to spend $61,500, I'm just saying, 
There better be at least two flagships. Two. Two. All right. Stand by. Our Orlando expert is going to continue, and you can check us out. We're streaming live. We will be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. All right. Andy's here. Automatic Andy's here. Air Filter Anthony is here. But this is the time for Automatic Andy to shine. Andy, that Chevrolet Tahoe Z71 is your baby. It's a big car for a very big boy. How was it, big boy? It, it felt a- appropriate. Like, I felt finally like, oh, this car gets me. You know what I mean? Because it's so big on the inside, and it's so luxurious and stealth and fancy, just like your boy, and it just felt right. I like it when things feel right. So this Tahoe, the Tahoe's a big name in Chevy as is. So when they put it on the Z71 tag on it, it's like having MJ and LeBron in the car together, and you're handing them the aux cord. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, fresh off a complete design for 2021, the full-size Chevrolet Tahoe SUV comes with just a few updates. The big grand reveal of the all-new everything was last year, but they still had a few tricks up their sleeves. Um, It's still sitting on a body frame platform, so kind of like a truck. Um, But some things they put in there, I don't know if they were mindful of that or if they took that as negative, but I feel, in my opinion, they put some countermeasures in that, some real specific um, air ride suspension to make it less trucky, I feel. Um, it does, it is, this one is is more suited for off-road, but the Tahoe is, you know, if you got a, a family of 14, then you, you know, that's, this is a good one. Then you probably should not be having more kids. Yeah, you should probably figure that part out before you're buying a car. But if so happens you do, you would, you would need this. There's six different trims on the Tahoe. The the High Country, which is the super luxury one, that one is big money. That starts at seventy one one, and uh, it's going to be closer to like an eighty five thousand dollar one after all the bells and whistles that you want on it. The Premier, the Z seventy one that we had, the RST, the LT, and then if you're balling on a budget, the LS, which is still a nice car. Um, so what exactly is new on the new Tahoe? Well, an available six point two liter V eight engine. Uh, available electronic limited slip. Google Assistant is in it. Standard front and rear park assist. Up to 13 camera views, which is nice. Um, I believe the Tahoe stayed true to the word of keeping this thing big and comfortable like yourself. Uh, first in class power sliding center console. Think a sunroof, but under your arm. You need a snack. Voila, a snack. You just have to hit a button. I love it. It has best-in-class, Nick, the max- maximum cargo room. Uh, it has 72.6 cubic feet with the third row folded third row folded down. Oh. And 122.9 with everything down. That's like, that's a few of me, at least. So You didn't measure. measure. Well, no, because I know how many cubic feet I am. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to myself. Uh, there's a crazy amount of room for the second and third row. 
the engine, all those people that you're hauling isn't going to be a problem because this one comes with a 5.3 liter V8, but... Massivo. There's a bigger 6.2 liter, and I, I feel you just need that because it's 355 horsepower versus 420. Who doesn't like 420? Pacific Northwest, That's it's all 420 here. Uh, best in class miles per gallon. Nick, the Z71 doesn't have this option, but all the other ones do. You can get the Duramax turbo diesel, which gives you 28 highway, 21 city, 24 combined, which no, is a lot I'm for talking, that big thing. Yeah, that's Duramax, a lot. Duramax, baby. So this is what I meant about them. I don't know if this was a, a specific countermeasure, but they did. It's the only only one in class that has the uh, available four corner air ride adaptive suspension. And I feel like when I drove that, that was directly coordinated with the feedback of it feeling you know it's a bit like a big old truck so i feel like they did that on purpose uh nick this might could be the first time that i wouldn't want to drive the car ask me why Mike could Mike why could. because nick i'm glad you asked in the back seat it has its own like theater it's insane hmm. this the it doesn't come super stock but it has the available 12.6 inch LCD color touchscreens in all the back seats. So it's, you can watch, it's, it's, it's like seven of these phones put together. I'm slightly opposed, by the way, to touchscreens in the second row. Why? Sticky little fingers. That's true. That is true. Cheeto fingers. Yeah. That's what I would be afraid of. Smack those fingers. Uh, it has a fantastic concert ability. There's a lot of good acoustics in there. I sang my heart out. I, you oh, know what? No. I even put it through the test. I sang Sade. <laughs> No ordinary love in there. Is that, that kind great. of donut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, it was. Uh, it has. <clears throat> I don't even care anymore. I just now I want a donut. Uh, <laughs> the infotainment three system has a ten point two inch diagonal screen, and it has it offers Google and Wi Fi built in, so you don't have to do nothing about it, Nick. Yeah, got it. This also, Nick. Hold on. Stop what you're doing. This thing messed with my head because it's like magic and Doctor Strange 2 just came out recently. So I thought something was shenanigans. So there's an advanced trailing trailering system, Nick, with two new views. Nick, check it out. The camera lets you look at the connecting piece thing that the, the ball and socket joint, that thing <laughs> where to make sure the trail the doesn't leave. You, yes. mean the, you mean the hitch? The hitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has a camera on the hitch so yeah. it doesn't hitch away yeah. and go away. Yeah. Then De decouple. Yeah. Then Nick, you would think that's like what I get, right? Like, how dare I have a trailer that's just on me now? I don't get to see anything. Yeah. No, the Chevrolet Tahoe said we want you to see everything. So you see, what is it? The hitch. Yeah. The trailer mabob. Yeah. That part. Yeah. The important thing. Yeah. And that's where you plug in for the tail lights too, right? Like yeah. in that area, so everything. Yeah. Ah, I'm learning. Yeah. But there's a camera. That you look past the trailer. Yeah. You see, because I thought I was like, you give up then. That's mm -hmm. it. It's over. Like, mm -hmm. I just get to see the hitch for no. 24 hours. Yeah. You see behind it, Nick, on the back of the trailer. Yeah. So if there's a car behind the trailer yeah. trying to get in it fast and furious style, yeah. you can speed away because you got the bigger <laughs> level, the 6.2 liter, and you have 420 horsepower. So you can get away from a villain if they're trying Making to get in. Making me choke up here. You, it has... You see through. Are you getting it, Nick? Yeah. You can see through the trailer. They to have the an back. You know, they also have an auxiliary camera, so you can see what's in the trailer. Because often, what's in the trailer is more valuable than what's the trailer. But you can see through the trailer. Yeah. In the back. Yeah. 
And there's one inside? Yeah, I you, didn't even you can know that. auxiliary camera because often what's inside your trailer is more valuable than the trailer itself. That's your horses could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's things in the trailer that you want to protect. Yeah. I was just so blown away by the Doctor Strange magic ability yeah. of being able to see through it. At Chevrolet, there is magic going on. So stamp of approval, yes, I would buy one. Yeah, like me too. Like three of them. I actually really like them. Yeah, they're nice. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the AT4X and the uh, Sierra Denali. That's on our Auto Expert. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Nick Miles, and by the magic of radio, I've been transported to uh, San Diego, where we are driving along Highway West. Um, but I can't tell you anything about the driving because that is embargoed for another few days. But I can tell you something about the vehicle that we are in. I'm here with Javier Mota, who is, of course, the Latin portion of our auto expert. And we have been on the road um, with the AT4 X, which is the first ever AT4X version for 2023 of the GMC Sierra. And this is the luxury off-roading version of the Sierra, which is the full-size truck from GMC. And I'll tell you a little bit about it. So what happened is that GMC decided they wanted to find out from their customers what they were really looking for. And 22% of their customers said, we really want a very capable off-roading truck that can do absolutely everything for the adventure lifestyle, camping, fishing, off-roading, desert running. But we want it to have a luxury aspect, a pure GMC aspect, massaging seats, fine finished leather interior, big screens, very beautiful finishes on the outside, nice grill, uh, nice paint finishes, really beautiful bumper materials on the exterior as well as the interior. Um, and 19% of the people out of those 22 said, we will absolutely use it. It's not just for looks. We will use it to do fabulous off-roading things, which we have been doing today. We can't tell you how it performed, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. So Javier, let's talk about this truck and then we will save some time for the next segment of the show to talk about the Denali Ultimate, which is also new, the most luxurious truck in the class. So first of all, let's talk about the exterior of the new AT4X. Do you think that they lived up to the name of the most luxurious off-road truck? Well, uh, thank you for having me, Nick, again. And like what to talk about the exterior of this truck, we have to wash it <laughs> because it's pretty, pretty dirty. And uh, that will tell you something about what we just did. And I think, yeah, it looks different from the other versions. And actually, it's interesting that uh, a regular Sierra, a GMC Sierra uh, AT4 went by and he noticed that this one is the AT4X. So 
as you were saying, there's like a, a good sector of the consumer base for GMC who wants this truck, and like as we witnessed just now, uh, they they really appreciate that it's already on the road. So and, and obviously they can make the difference or like notice the difference because that just happened to us here. Yeah. Um, they really wanted something that was sort of more luxury, more capable. I mean, it's been raised up from the regular AT4. It has improved shocks. It has improved um, off-roading capability. Um, they gave it sort of this racing style mode. And it's similar to what Chevy have done with the um, ZR2. 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 So Chevy did it with the ZR2, which is sort of their Baja racing truck. So this is the Baja racing truck with, with massaging seats. Your backside can be so comfortable. We cannot talk about how this one drives. We can talk about how the Chevy version of it drives, which yeah. are pretty similar because, let's face it, that technology comes from the same source, the same engineering team at General Motors. This obviously has the luxury elements to it but the engineering for the off-roading team comes exactly from the same team. So I think people are going to be very satisfied with it. I guess you would say it's the same spring, but it just has a different flavor and packaging. That's the way I would look at it. It's, a, it's the same water in the bottle with a different flavor and a different packaging. And I think they did a good job, to be honest with it. It's quite loud in here because we are traveling at uh, quite a speed down the 8 west, just heading yeah, towards... We're, we're very close to the Mexican border, and like there's a lot of uh, border patrol. Here, yeah. So I'm trying to go as fast as I can. Javier <laughs> yeah, is like, I don't want to get stopped. Did I, do I need my passport? <clears throat> you don't want to go back to Mexico? Not today. Not today. Today he's trying to escape. Yeah, so it, it's a beautiful truck. Big displays on the inside. 13.4-inch infotainment screen. It feels bigger, doesn't it? Because although it's 13.4 from corner to corner, the glass is bigger, and they've shaped it well where they've put it inside the vehicle. We've got a lot of air going on, so you probably hear air conditioning. Because it was 112 degrees in the desert today when we, uh, when we off-roaded this truck. That was hot. I can tell you, I still have a, I have a bit of dehydration going on for the last couple of days. And I, although I've drunk like my own body weight in water, it still doesn't seem to be doing any good. There was a lot of sort of heat going on. There was a lot of air conditioning needed to kind of keep us cool. This truck did a great job, by the way, of that. We would, we would do our desert stuff and we would get out of the truck and we're like, woo, get back in, get back in. My phone, uh, as soon as I get out of the truck, my phone would shut down which was like, it didn't like it at all. So the other thing that you were mentioning about, or you were mentioning about the screens, uh, the infotainment system is fabulous because now they integrated the Google uh, platform here and it just works perfectly. It's super easy, you just talk to it, it does whatever you want, you can ask questions, you can ask directions and everything. It's nothing to learn, like you just talk to it and it works really, really great. So I think, as we, I think we've, we have said this before, I think car manufacturers should stop developing their own infotainment systems and just give it to Google and put all of them in there because I think it's the best system now and, all, and everybody knows it. It's interesting how from manufacturer to manufacturer though because I've been in Volvos where the Google and Polestars was very chunky. This is smooth as butter. Yes, it is. And uh, again, the, the graphics uh, are fantastic in the in the big screen here. And also in the instruments cluster. I mean, they have like one you, from the moment you turn on the, the vehicle, all the graphics which uh, have the Denali topography card engraved in some of... Oh, no, that was in the Ultimate, right? That's in the Ultimate. That's in the ultimate. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Exactly. But again, like little details all over the place, like... You see, like exposed stitching on, on every 
Pardo. Yeah, really it, 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 they've done material. a good. They've done a good job in fit and finish. This has a what they call a black on black or gray on gray on gray feeling. They've made things like the carpets washable. So this is what I like about this. So even though it's high quality uh, materials, everything is wipe and wipe and washable. So you could take it out and clean it and wash it and wipe it. It is leather. It is massaging seats. But you can absolutely get it cleaned, um, even if you put your dogs in here. I super love that, which a lot of these sort of off-roady trucks, you know, I don't want to put my dogs on the inside, but this I'd have no problem doing. With. But, you know, this is not cheap either. Yeah, well, no, that, that now uh, with this, well, actually with a GMC Homer EV, which is tops off of around 112, 120, now GMC has a, range, a pricing range of uh, around thirty-two thousand for the terrain, eighty-four up to like hundred and twenty again. So they have a good range of models and prices for everybody. And I think another thing that you will like at the end of this trip, you don't have to watch this one. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the great thing about doing these ride and drives. Like GMC take care of everything for us when we just show up and. We get their trucks all dirty and nasty, and uh, they do all the other work for us, uh, those type of things. So the system's really great. There was another thing I found really interesting. Well, the piano keys are great. The shifter, they have this um, electronic shifter in the middle, a traditional type of gear shifter, but it's electronic. The piano keys followed by the HVAC controls. Then they have the screen. It's interesting that the HVAC vents are then above the screen, and they say in the lesser models, the HVAC vents are below the screen. So if you get the more expensive models, the vents are above the screen, and the less expensive models, the vents are below the screen. So that really tells you if you have more money, your vents get higher. You so get air. you get better air, which is <laughs> a very interesting way of looking at it. Your air goes up the more money you have. Yeah, exactly. Very good marketing there. Yeah, it's, it's a good like thing. Water, like bottled water, if it's depending on the source, where it's coming from, the bottom or the top. Those sound system with multiple speakers, really nice, great big speakers in the door, multiple tweeters. Uh, it has, of course, beautiful, uh, beautiful seats in the back as well. They fold up. There is storage in the back as well. Fold-down cup holders in the center uh, seat which is the fifth seat in the back. And then behind the two side passenger seats in the rear, there is a, a cubby that can be folded out. And then there is the electronic mirror, camera mirror in the back. So if you like to have a electronic camera mirror in the back, you can actually use that to see out of the back. And then there is the off-roading cameras. So you can use those as well. While we were off-roading today, we used the camera mirrors to see 360 degrees around the vehicle. That was pretty useful uh, to be able to see all the way around the vehicle and to see everything on all sides as we, and we have some drone footage of that. And that was, that was pretty useful uh, as we did some off-roading. I have a mouthful of dust now and I can't get it out. You can hear I probably have a bit of a deeper voice today. That's because I swallowed half of the uh, desert around San Diego. So overall, uh, this is, a new, and Javier is still coughing it up. Yeah, exactly. That was a little bit of the dust left. But uh, again, very interesting this segment because, I mean, the, the truck, lo the luxury truck segment just exploded in the past 10 years maybe. And now it's at a point where the demand is so high that that's why companies like GMC are just coming up with new trims, more uh, luxury, more technology, more capability to go off-roading. 
and Chevrolet did the same and all the others are doing exactly the same because people want this kind of truck so I guess that's why there are more models because if you cannot get one from Ram let's say you can get now one from GMC and the cool thing is because they have a large margin of profit on these trucks as well they'll probably be making them all right stand by when we come back we will talk about the Denali Ultimate in the 1500 GMC Sierra for 2023, the most luxurious truck in America on our Auto Expert. You're listening to our Auto Expert. Welcome back to our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles, and we are still driving the 2023 Sierra from GMC. This is the AT4X version. But I want to talk a little bit, Javier, about the Denali Ultimate version, the first Ultimate version that they've ever produced for this year. We got to drive that yesterday, and this is the most luxurious truck GMC claim ever. It comes standard with Super Cruise, and they've made some enhancements to Super Cruise. Those enhancements, of course, are very interesting. Now it can do automatic lane changes. So they've added three kinds of lane changes to Super Cruise. First of all, Javier, before I explain the lane changes, explain to everybody what Super Cruise is and how it works. Well, Super Cruise is a level two autonomous driven system. And uh, you were, we were talking before about the, the five different levels. So in this one, it's more advanced than intelligent cruise controls that most manufacturers have. This one, can you actually take the hands off the wheel? If you are driving on uh, any stretch of the, I think it's 220,000 miles of uh, roads that have been mapped and are already in the database for General Motors. So basically, if the system detects that you are in a good stretch, that you can use the system, you just press a couple buttons here on the steering wheel. There's a light on the top of the steering wheel that goes from red to blue to green. And when that happens, you can take off the hands from the steering wheel and just go. As long as all these conditions are met, the system will just, the vehicle will drive itself with that system. So uh, you're listening to the navigation, I'm afraid, So because uh, we're navigating back into San Diego. So the system will basically just take over the car, and then if it doesn't like conditions, uh, it'll tell you to put your hands back on the wheel. That's if the wheel goes blue, and then if it really doesn't like conditions and needs you to take over, it will turn red and say you need to take control of the vehicle. It uses an infrared camera, which is in the gauge cluster. That infrared camera makes you keep your eyes on the road. If you take your eyes off of the road, it will disengage and make you put your hands back on the wheel. They're very simple, but it's not super efficient. Um, it likes to disengage quite a bit. And similar to Ford's Blue Cruise, it's, I think, a little better than Ford's Blue Cruise. Um, we've had a couple of hiccups with Ford's Blue Cruise, especially having Aaron and I drove the Ford Lightning which is their electric truck with blue clues, and it uh, it had a few little hiccups when we were in the truck. We can talk about that uh, at a, another time. But so this system is, Super Cruise is great. It's probably the best system out there. Uh, Here's, I don't know, Mercedes-Benz system is a little bit better. I think. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay, it's one of the best systems out there. So they've added a few interesting 
pieces to it. And one of the things about it is this automatic lane change system. An automatic lane change, you can it changes lanes under three conditions. You can use the stalk on the steering wheel to go left or right. If you use the stalk to indicate, it'll move over. If there is a slow car in front of you, it'll move a lane over automatically. It'll signal by either signaling or vibrate your seat to tell you it's moving over. Or if you're driving in the slow lane and somebody decides to move onto the freeway on the on-ramp and as they move onto the freeway from the on-ramp and you're in the slow lane, it will then also move over to the left uh, because it sees them merging. So those are the conditions in which it will automatically move. And it, it works pretty well. It worked well for us yesterday when we tried it out. Um, it comes standard in the Ultimate. The Ultimate is a luxurious vehicle. I do love the fact that they named the paint on the front of the Ultimate Vader, like Darth Vader, that dark gray. And it's very menacing, isn't it? No, it is. That detail is fine. And let me clarify something about that Mercedes-Benz. That Mercedes-Benz is not hands-free yet. It will be, and we had a demonstration of the more advanced system that will be hands-free. And that's what I was referring as being better. Okay. This one is fantastic, again, when all the conditions are met, but it goes on and off a lot. So it's, Yeah, it's, it's a bit chunky. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, I've driven it in places that were better than in San Diego. I've driven it on the CT6 when we drove it across the country, and I, and I did multiple long-distance journeys where it just did fine. Here in San Diego, it when I drove it on the 5, I didn't get very long stretches before it disengaged. And there was roadworks and there was a lot of poor drivers that made it disengage, people cutting into my lane and those type of things. So we've hit a little bit of San Diego traffic here now. We're down to 6 miles an hour. Welcome to California, everybody. So there you go. That's, uh, that's a little bit about that truck. The truck's really nice. Beautiful brown interior amazing finished leather carpet the one that has the denali uh, cartography card on the on the front um, yeah, denali mountain is yeah. is the cartography is everywhere the coordinates of denali mountain the cartography is in the seats in the wood pala pala something wood but, um, open open pore wood they don't yeah. say the kind of tree it comes from but uh yeah, it was. It sounds like a small purse dog, like yeah. pala, palametto or palamito wood. Something. Sounds like something you'd have in a purse. Palametto wood. Uh, it was just an unbelievable dog uh, wood, whatever it was, with beautiful carpets, amazing finishes, double stitch, soft, massaging seats, beautiful interior. You know, window to the back of the truck. I mean, it was like a. It was almost like a luxury limo. Yes, it is. And again, this segment is uh, very interesting because people obviously want everything. Like they want the utility of the pickup truck. The, if they want to go work during the week and then they want to go for a nice dinner, they can still do it in the same vehicle. Because when you're driving it or when you're riding in the back and you don't think about it too much, you don't know it's a pickup truck. It really drives very smooth. We were hitting 80, 85 miles in some stretches and you don't feel it. it like, it's like flying on, on, the, on the road it's really really nice i mean even companies like jeep are doing like high-end luxury vehicles now people Everybody's want them doing it, yeah like the, the jeep uh, grand wagoneer tops off of over a hundred which is kind of uh, crazy but again the consumers are demanding that and why not they want american luxury yeah. all right there's a <sighs> navigator another example of that the same thing yeah I mean, people are asking for luxury, and they're willing to pay the prices. And uh, 
you know, you will find the more luxurious vehicle that you buy, the more available it is, regardless of a chip crisis, because automakers are making money on the more luxury vehicles. The higher end the vehicle, the more available the chips are going to be because they're making more money on those ones. So, you know, it's the less expensive vehicles that they're, they're making less money on. I didn't understand on. that. Oh, well, they didn't yeah. understand that. No. See, she doesn't understand any of it. <laughs> that was funny. Well, uh, the industry doesn't understand that, but uh, someone does. All right. Well, you can um, obviously have a, see Javier's videos at ourautoexpert.com as well. You can see our video. The video of this AT4 will be up shortly. You can also uh, read all the articles and listen to this show at ourautoexpert.com. I'm Nick Miles. Stand by. Here's more. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Now streaming live on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and on... Uh, where else are we going, Andy? We have Facebook, TikTok, Instagram... YouTube and um, those. Okay. No. And Twitter? And Twitter. No, it's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. That's where we're streaming today. Yes. And yes. Facebook. Um, uh, Facebook. Yes. Good. Uh, Automatic Andy is here and Air Filter Anthony. Uh, we are on the radio and we're on the podcast system uh, because we love you. And if we and if you don't love us, well, too bad. You're Nick, listening. Nick means we that. won. We won. Uh, so, um, amongst other people on this list, Justin Bieber's in trouble. Oh, that's a ah. sentence that's probably been worn yeah. out over the years. Uh, but joining him as well is uh, Mayweather and all the Kardashians as well. Um, I actually had a really interesting story. I think I think it was the Kardashians borrowed a Bentley in Seattle and left it on uh, I five. What uh, had to be retrieved. <laughs> Um, on I-5, celebrities and cars, they do terrible things to them. Um, and it's quite harm, uh, hurtful. I guess you have money. Money I, is only relative to how much you have, I guess. I can't wait to be that rich to be like, oh, I'm, I'm done with this Bentley. Leave it. Leave it on the I- Well, it wasn't theirs. That was, the, that was the saddest thing about it, I believe. Uh, it's all hearsay, though. Um, I have no evidence to support any of this. It's all stories told by other people. They could all be lies. A newspaper in in Milan is reporting that uh, Justin Bieber is now on a a so-called ban list, although this is all newspapers reporting this stuff. Uh, Ferrari's denying there's such a thing as the ban list. Um, Ferrari said they don't have a ban list. I think that's probably because they end up getting sued if they admit there's a ban Mm -hmm. list. Um, But they supposedly have this list where they're banning people from buying their cars because they have these rules... And again, this list of rules is not readily available either. So, you know, we could be making all this up. Who knows? Um, There's this list, supposed list that exists, that you uh, have to obey their ethics code when you buy a Ferrari. And to get hold of a Ferrari is pretty difficult. I know a story, which I was told by a Ferrari dealer, they had the license plate holders made. You know, you, you see this all the time. You buy a car from a dealership. They have their own license plate holder, which has the name of the dealership. And they, it goes around your license plate. Yep. And it's just a 
subtle way of saying how you bought a car from us. And uh, it's sort of like the same way as they put those badges on the back of the car to say, you know, it was bought from Jolly Roger Ford or whatever. And there you go. That's what they do. Um, well, they didn't clear it with Ferrari and it had their name on it. And so Ferrari made them destroy them all. <laughs> so they had like, you know, 200,000 of these license plate holders. And because Uh-oh. they hadn't clean, cleared it with... Uh, with the Ferrari guys, they had to destroy them all. Uh, so they're very strict at Ferrari, what you can put their name on or anything like that. That's why you pay like $250 for a Ferrari sweatshirt. Oof. Because they they like to control their branding. It's very Italian, very hoity-toity. Uh, so Justin Bieber is supposedly on this ban list. The 28-year-old Canadian singer has a 2011 Ferrari um, F458 and he decided he was going to make some modifications to it. You can't do that to a Ferrari. Mm-mm. It has to go through Ferrari. And so his modifications included respraying it in electric blue color, modifying it with the uh, Liberty Walk wide body kit. And uh, a Milan newspaper called uh, El Go- uh, Gonale. El Gonale said uh, he did all this, and this has sort of brought Ferrari to say this is not a dignified way of treating your Ferrari, so you will no longer be uh, allowed to purchase one, which has put him on the non-purchase list. I Do you think someone like Justin Bieber has, like, one of those cell phone holder things in the Ferrari, like everyone else does? A cup holder? No, like, you know, like a specific thing to hold your cell phone, like hanging from the ceiling or something like when you hang your GoPro off of in the car, like uh, to put mount your cell phone so you can use it for GPS and stuff like that. I wonder if he uses a normal one. I, You know, I probably think Justin Bieber doesn't care because he doesn't even pick his cell phone up. Probably not. Probably just wings it. He probably doesn't even look. He's the sort of guy that probably doesn't even pick up a phone if it rings. Yeah, why would he? Probably has someone for that. It's true. Now, that's a good point. I would, that's man, another hang, goal. Nah, hang on a second. I'm just going to call him. Yeah, can you get him on the phone? <laughs> Went straight to voicemail. Oh, see. well. I'm just saying he doesn't pick the phone up. He never does. I call him all the time. He never picks it up. It's the kind of kind of uh, boy he is. He doesn't care about anybody. So he doesn't pick it up. Um, he probably has the music too loud. doesn't hear it ring anyway. And it's on site. He doesn't even text, by the way. I text him. He doesn't even text back. Rude. It's very rude. Um, so he's banned. Um, he's probably getting a tattoo anyway, and he can't move because he can't look over at the cell phone, else the ink will get smudged. Um, so Mayweather's in the same position. Uh, he's not allowed to because he apparently just buys his cars, shows them off to everybody, and then sells them again, and Ferrari doesn't like that. And then there's the whole story of the Kardashians leaving the car on, leaving the Bentley on, on I-5. So they're probably banned too for the mistreatment of animals or cars, whichever you see fit. I don't, I don't, the Floyd Mother, Floyd Mayweather thing makes a lot of sense. He's definitely like, he doesn't care. He'll just. He's a, he's a car flasher. Yeah. He flashes his cars to everybody. And uh, he's he's probably a car mistreater. Um, so you know, there's a lot of celebrities mistreating cars, and that's the, so they've been banned. But I assure you, they probably got friends that will buy 
Ferraris for them, and then or people that will sell Ferraris to them. But it seems what year was that? Two thousand and seventeen Ferrari, whatever. I I would, I just hope to think they have newer cars than that, don't you? Yeah, and that just makes me laugh on the inside that Justin Bieber and Floyd Mayweather have to shoulder tap their friends like uh, underage kids trying to buy alcohol. <laughs> hey, Did you, can you buy me Ferrari? <laughs> Could you go? Could you go and buy me Ferrari? Don't tell anyone. <laughs> you go in the store and just pretend. Yeah. Don't tell them it's from me. I'll give you ten extra bucks if you yeah. do. Yeah. I pray ten million. So. <laughs> like um, did you hear about the uh, the Scout coming back? The VW Scout. The VW Scout. Yeah. That's you know, making a return. So the Scout's making a return. Um, VW apparently owned the name Scout, and um, so the uh, the Scout's coming back. Um, and it's going to be like the Bronco. It's going to be a truck version and an SUV version. And it's going to be all electric. I fancy the SUV one. The truck one looks cool. I like that one too, but I just don't... Me and trucks sometimes don't get along. Uh, it has to be boxed in for you to get along? Well, there's just not... There's not a whole, like, an extra amount of room for snacks. I mean, because <laughs> you give up... Like, I could put a whole bunch of snacks in the bed... But it looks as long, me. if I'm looking at the pictures here, you can see the pictures of the new Scout. If you look at the pictures, it it looks like the SUV version, just with a much longer bed. But VW are bringing it back as a sub-brand, so it'll be its own brand. And apparently VW dealers have just got wind of this, and they're like, um, excuse me, can we get some info on this? But it's going to be a sub-brand or a completely different brand. I can tell you right now, yeah. Because you're a VW dealer, you're probably not going to get a, get the brand. It's going to be uh, set up under a different rooftop. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, this is so. This is what dealers are doing now. This is what car companies are doing. They're setting up different brands with different dealerships because they're writing completely different dealer agreements. So, because you have an existing dealership, doesn't mean you get the agreements because some dealers have been difficult to deal with. So what they're doing is they're setting up different dealership agreements and doing better deals for the car manufacturer because dealers, because they already have agreements with, are being difficult. So they're, so they're like, yeah, we're going to set up different brands with different dealer agreements. And because you have a dealership, doesn't mean you're getting one. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a war, I can assure you. Oh, man, I didn't even think that could even develop. Look yeah, at them. Yeah. Oh, Nick. Car manufacturers are getting... Is there going to be a civil war between yeah. new oh, yeah. brands and dealerships? Because dealers are like... Gou well, you know, they've been accused of gouging customers, mm -hmm. which I actually don't agree. I don't think they are, and I'll explain that in a second. They've been accused of gouging customers on prices for vehicles, and um, the, there's this war going on. And by the way, when you sell a vehicle to a customer and you put maybe $10,000 on top of the MSRP, mm. and customer says, well, you're gouging me for that price, uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. Because if you don't put that money on the top, and that customer buys it at the price, and then walks out the door and sells it for an extra $20,000 to somebody else and makes the money, why should they do that when the dealer's the one that waited for two years to get the car, prepped it, advertised it, serviced it, yeah. got it all ready, and then they lose $20,000 because some guy goes and sells it to someone else out, out of the door. Yeah. That's not right either. So how the dealer's stuck as well. And the dealer's getting no cars in to sell but still has to run the dealership and pay all the insurance and pay all the dealer fees to exist. So I'm just saying it's a difficult world for them. 
Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, they don't have many choices. I I hear a problem brewing. Yeah, there's a big problem brewing. Um, I won't get in the middle of it either. By the way, so don't call me. Call uh, call Airfield Anthony. His phone number five zero three. Easy. Four seven. All right. Uh, coming up, we have a top five. I have another one locked and loaded. Nick. Is it is it top five times two? Yeah, this is the times next up is the times two part. All right, what, what's the car? The 2022 Subaru BRZ Unlimited. Oh, it's a manual. Six speed. All right. Good luck. It's coming up. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Uh, catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our Auto Experts website, ourautoexpert.com. You can ask questions. Don't need to raise your hand. Just uh, go to the past shows, read inside of car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert, 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. You can find it at ourautoexpert.com. There is a guy on the show called Automatic Andy. He's sitting right next to me, to my left. And he has a top five about the 2022 Subaru BRZ Limited Manual Coupette. Andy, it's your show. Take it away. So I just, I have to preface Nick with this might have been one of the the coolest cars I got to research and do things. And it made me laugh hysterically out loud. And let me tell you why. A giggle fest? It was a giggle fest. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, Nick, this thing was super fun. I had a blast riding in it with you, taking around the block, being thrown a boot in the cockpit. It was a very fun ride and very room roomy. There's, it's very, it's like a sports car. Like I wouldn't go. It might be a sports car. I think it is. It's pretty sure it's classified as a sports car. Like okay. I wouldn't necessarily take this if I was going camping, but if I wanted I to, wouldn't. if I wanted to gap some people on 82nd. This is what I'm using. Um, so, Nick, Subaru... Hey, uh, well, hang on a second. I, I, I need to translate for air filter. Oh. He's from Park Rose. It's a rough area. <laughs> um, and, and gapping is what they do. Carry okay. On, carry yeah. on, I'll, I can. I'll put a Wikipedia about it later and explain myself. So, Nick, I'll, where I start when I do these cars is from ground zero. I, I like to read about them. I go on top of the car. I roll around on it. I, I try and sample some of the paint. I bite the, the, the door <laughs> handle. And when I was on the website for Subaru, specifically the BRZ, the petty level, in my very my own opinion, is so high. And I'm absolutely here for this. So all over the site, they boast about how we got this and that over Honda and Toyota and Mazda. Like, they are not afraid at all to name call and call out specific manufacturers and cars. So a very high level of rib jabbing. It's perfect. I love it. All over the site. It's and this is verbatim from their from their website about it was kind of like a, a general factoid about the car. Uh, you and your BRZ will see a lot of perfect drives together because 96% of Subaru vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. That's more than Honda or Toyota brands can claim. What? Take that, Honda, Toyota. That's like right up front too. Like, there's yeah. no. You don't have to have a password to unlock the .txt files. You oh. just get to. It's right up front. 
so I'm that is if I didn't like Subaru a whole bunch before this, which I did. Now you definitely have a customer. So okay. this is all new. So what's new, Nick? Okay. Uh, well, it's all new. That's the first one. Okay. Uh, has a completely redesigned 2022 Subaru BRZ uh, 2.4 liter direct injection Subaru Boxer engine. Nice. It goes super duper quick. Retuned suspension. Yeah. A more rigid. Uh, how do you say it, Nick? Chassis. 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 Is that the thing that makes like the control of the car stiff? No, is that what it is? The, the chassis is the underbody. Oh, oh, the oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, your undergarments. Oh, okay. Andy, do you have a stiff underbody? I do. Under under the the layer of of candy, there's a there's a hard body in there. Yeah, I know it. Your skeleton. Yeah, my my bones are super hard. <laughs> Uh, Nick, they gave an upgraded transmission to yeah. re-engineered to deliver even better handling and even more of that classic rear wheel drive fun and happiness. All right. Because I know That's about like it. your legs. <laughs> my legs are rear wheel drive. <laughs> it's not my fault. Also, Nick, a uh, quick shout out to Subaru for making the BRZ Kelly Blue Book six-time best performance vehicle. Nice. Way to go, Subaru. Yeah. Nick, let's talk about this engine, sir. Yeah. So I don't know about y'all, but Subaru done hoodwinked us. They put an all new, larger 2.4 liter direct injection Subaru Boxer engine, producing 222 specific horses while slapping you yeah. in the face yeah. with more than a 15% increase of torque. And then they go on again to mention this is specifically more horsepower than the Mini Cooper S, the Boom. Mazda Miata, and Boom. the Honda Civic Sport. Yeah. Name drop it. <laughs> call it out. Call it they out. They don't care. Call it how it is. They, they're, not, they're not saying the Honda like Schmivik, like trying to you know be a little <laughs> slick with it. Not at all. Um, but, Nick, there's cooler stuff. The, pins, okay. the pistons in the engine yeah. move side to side. Ask me why. Why? Anthony, do you know why? Tell me why. Because it cancels out each other's vibrations, so yeah. it can run extra smooth across the entire rev Ooh, range. Yeah, I don't know what rev range means, but yeah. the whole, all of it, it's smooth. Yeah. Uh, so the compact horizontal layout also allows the engine to be set lower yeah. and further back. Nice. Now that does improves balance. That's your undercarriage. So I feel. Do I need to like squat more when I walk so yes. I feel more sturdy? Yeah. That's what I took away from yeah. it. Yeah. Wider stance. Keep Got your it. legs apart. Okay. Sumo walk. Okay. Yeah, the center of gravity. Um, it is so improves the balance, center of gravity, and dynamic response. I like it. Almost instant response with a quick thirteen point five to one ratio. Yeah, electric powered assist rack and pinion steering. That's where it gets the stiffness, doesn't it? Yeah, I knew it. I knew one of those things was tweaked, Nick. One last thing about the engine. It's on all the models. Yeah, I felt all of that when I got to be in it with Nick because he made sure that the thirteen to point five ratio was right corner slide the <laughs> we did do that the engineers at subaru returned the mcpherson struts yeah put some multi-link rear suspension and uh to improve the cornering yep um they have the rear track widened you so you get better stability and suspension and they did better suspension mounting points for better performance so if you look at that whole thing together it's very much like the hip bones connect to the leg bone type of thing you yeah. feel me? so they tune from the back of the to the front of the car Every mod and tune being in sync with the rest of the car, elevating it as a whole and not just one specific part. Because Nick, I'm I'm casting a spell with my hands. Because if you just if you think about everything that I just said and put it together, it's so smart and it just makes it better from the bottom to the top. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, 
That's how we can corner slide in it. <sighs> That's it why we were able to corner slide and still keep it balanced. And we didn't, the weight didn't shift as we went sliding around those corners. Yeah. And I was in it and it didn't shift. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Nick, I just, there's, there's more, a lot more about the car that I feel like I didn't get to, but one of the, the, the new big things is that now they have a available eyesight driver assist technology and it's, it's reduced rear end crashes and injuries almost 85 percent yeah it's a good system so way to make a car super quick and vroom vroomy and then be like oh we're gonna be safe about it too so what do you give it so the stamp of approval yeah this was definitely going to get it it was a hoot all the way through with all the power the gear ratios the slip differentials starlinks uh the reservations you can make from it from the starlink system has like your own concierge boxer engine and the confidence and petty level yes you need I, to buy one i like it Stamp it, put it in the file. We'll send it to Subaru. Put it in. Uh, coming up, more Our Auto Expert. We're going to find out from Ed Kim why consumers trust active driver assistance or not. We'll find out coming up. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Uh, this is our Auto Expert Radio Show. Our Auto Experts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our Auto Expert on any of the social media channels. And uh, two million Americans get their automotive news for us daily. We're streaming live on the Facebooks, on the Twitters, and on the LinkedIns. Uh, if you want to see what our ugly mugs look like, and you could suffer along with the rest of the people watching on those uh, streaming channels. Uh, joining us on the uh, telephone is Ed Kim, friend of the show from Auto Pacific. Ed's recently done a survey with his company that uh, does some very interesting highlights into what people are looking for, what consumers are looking for. If 75% of consumers overall desire forward emergency braking and cross-traffic alert when it comes to uh, safety f systems. In fact, there are active and passive safety systems in vehicles. And uh, those people responding to the survey made their thoughts and desires clear. Ed, is this an annual survey for you? Yeah. Hey, Nick. Well, first of all, how's it going? Uh, and uh, thanks for having me here. Um, yeah. So basically, Auto Pacific every year does a study called the Future Attribute Demand Study, or we like to call it FADS for short. And um, we're actually about to go into the field with our FAD study. But before running the FAD study, we always, uh, for the last few years, we've always kind of done a, I guess uh, you might call it a little mini FAD study. So we can just kind of put our uh, fingers on the pulse of uh, what people really want in their next, uh, in their next new vehicles. So, um, so this year, as we've done in the, over the last few years, we, uh, we did sort of a mini FADS survey where we asked uh, consumers about uh, many of the feet about the many of the features that they would, that they could have in their next vehicle, and what we found here is uh, well, I guess uh, really there's a couple of uh, couple of takeaways here. First of all, um, that consumer trust in driver assist technologies is absolutely growing. Um, in years past, uh, over the last ten years, automakers have been uh, very very busy putting active driver assist technologies in vehicles. That's everything from uh, forward collision, uh, you know, automatic uh, 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 forward collision warning uh, and automatic braking uh, when a collision is imminent, things like a rear cross traffic alert, blind spot warning, uh, you know, even lane centering, and uh, at the very top of it, um, even uh, semi-autonomous highway drive features. 
So automakers have been doing a lot of these sorts of things. And um, initially, we uh, our research showed that there was a lot of consumer resistance to uh, a lot of these new technologies, even though these technologies were really meant to enhance safety. But the idea of a car uh, preemptively and automatically taking evasive action before the driver can even do it, that was frankly kind of a scary thing to a lot of people. But we've been finding more and more uh, recently, and certainly through this latest survey, that consumer trust in these uh, features has absolutely uh, increased by a lot. And, you know, frankly, I think it's a great thing. It means that uh, it, it, it means that there's more demand for these features. It means that uh, more cars and trucks will have these features uh, in the near future, in, in the coming years. And ultimately, uh, you know, hopefully that means uh, fewer accidents and incidents on the roads for everyone. Do we think cars get this right all the time? Because obviously... Um, there's incidents where cars don't get it right, but are they more accurate than they have been in the past? Yeah, you know, the, the technologies have absolutely been getting uh, better and better. Um, a lot of the early versions of these of these systems, um, uh, you know, it didn't work right all of the time. I, I remember some I remember some very early uh, demonstrations um, where where automakers would, uh, you know, show assembled journalists and analysts like me, um, you know, how these systems work in the real world. And I remember there were a couple of uh, prominent instances of uh, major fails uh, during these demonstrations where, uh, you know, demonstration cars ended up crashing into another car and, you know, right in front of the uh, assembled journalists and analysts. You know, not, not, not a good look. But right. Since the, <laughs> but in years since, uh, you know, these technologies have gotten a lot more robust um, you know, a, a lot more foolproof. I mean, of course, you know, none of these technologies are um, are a complete substitute for your own attention, you paying attention on the road. Um, but these technologies have absolutely gone to the point where having them, uh, I would absolutely say, is uh, better than not having them because the technologies are certainly robust enough that they will have a positive impact on you not getting into an accident. How so? It, part of the survey and part of the information that uh, Auto Pacific released was that people were willing to uh, certainly a good chunk of people were willing to have the forward and rear emergency braking in their vehicle mm-hmm. at at absolutely uh, any cost. Um, but there must be at some point one of the biggest sacrifices tends to be safety as the money climbs on a vehicle. Uh, right. at, at what point do people decide to? to bow out when safety becomes too expensive? Well, you know, what we've really been seeing in terms of these safety technologies is that is that the prices have been coming, uh, the cost of the consumers of these features has been steadily declining over the years. So, um, you know, 10 years ago, getting forward collision warning or automatic, uh, automatic emergency braking in a car uh, was pretty expensive stuff, and therefore it was mostly limited to uh, higher-end luxury vehicles, you know, really in vehicles where consumers uh, tend to be less price-sensitive and more willing to pay for the latest features. Um, but as these features have gotten more and more common, they have uh, they really have filtered out through mainstream vehicles to the point where now, uh, you know, I'm going to use Toyota as an example. Every single Toyota, right all the way down to their cheapest, most basic Corolla, um, has a whole, you know, has the whole suite of these um, uh, driver assist technologies um, as standard equipment. You know, you, you get yourself the cheapest Corolla, that car is going to have 
uh, automatic emergency braking. It's going to have forward collision alert. It's going to have uh, it, it's, it's going to have a lane keeping assist, uh, lane center. You know, all these sorts of active uh, safety technologies in a very inexpensive um, economy car. So the um, so I guess to answer your question, Nick, um, you know, nowadays uh, we've we've gotten to the point where these active driver assist technologies have become so commonplace, and uh, and through that volume, uh, the prices have come down to the point where. Uh, they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very affordable, and in many cases, as with Toyota, uh, they're just, it's just baked into the price of the vehicle, and it's standard. It's hard almost to get a car without Apple, uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto now because it's baked into the car, and it's probably the same with the very basic safety systems. I mean, you can't really get yeah. a car. You can't get a car without it with a key fob now, and without with a regular key now because key fobs are sort of standard at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a regular, just a regular dumb key <laughs> right. electronics uh, in it. Although the, the pandemic sort of changed that a little bit um, because of the the availability of chips have uh, been sure. kind of difficult. Um, now the the other set the other sort of systems that the people are interested in, did you did you just survey that one item and the bigger survey comes later or did it reveal anything else that you were sort of interested in finding out? Well um, so in our in our full in our full fat study, um, we get uh, we uh, we measure consumer interest for over a hundred hundred features, and and in this little mini fad survey, uh, we've got about 15, uh, 15 hot button features uh, or features that we think are hot button items. Um, you know, so a lot um, you know a lot of them, of course, are these uh, driver assist technologies. But we also but we also ask about other features like uh, you mentioned that. You know, Apple CarPlay, which is increasingly uh, ubiquitous, and uh, um, you know, certainly 70% of our samples said that uh, you know they they gotta have uh, they either absolutely have to have or are willing to pay for um, if the price is right. Uh, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Um, another another uh, another item that I thought was kind of interesting um, was uh, 70% positive consideration, and that means either people who uh, say they they got to have it at any price, or they're willing to buy it at the right price. Seventy percent expressed positive consideration for um, adaptive cruise control. Um, the reason I find that interesting is that uh, when adaptive cruise control, uh, which is basically that the you know a radar and camera based cruise control that um, that uh, you know doesn't just hold a set speed, it actually adjusts. Uh, your car speed based on the traffic conditions around you and maintains right. a safe distance from the car in front. Um, um, until fairly recently, um, even though more and more cars have this feature, uh, consumers were very uh, wary of it. Uh, you know, the huh. idea of a car automatically maintaining its speed and maintaining distance from the car in front uh, felt very unsettling to a lot of people. And um, for a long time, in fact, uh, General Motors uh, while a lot of the other mainstream brands uh, were putting this feature in their in their cars, General Motors actually, uh, in their non-Cadillac vehicles, was really resistant to uh, include the feature because their research was finding that um, uh, that consumers were uncomfortable with the feature and they didn't mm. trust it, and therefore, why should uh, GM make could the consumer pay for a feature that they're not comfortable using? Um, in um, what our data, uh, what our most recent data is, uh, is showing, that with 70% of people showing positive consideration for adaptive cruise control, um, certainly 
for that feature, as well as all these other uh, uh, driver assist technologies that we've been talking about, um, there is absolutely a growing consumer, um, hmm. not just con- not just growing consumer interest, but uh, but steadily increasing consumer comfort with these technologies. And I, I think that's the real key thing. That, Consumers yeah. used to be uncomfortable with it. Now they're a lot more comfortable. Yeah, that's uh, super interesting. And I think even so now, even things with uh, like Brew Cruise and Super Cruise, when I'm driving mm-hmm. a vehicle with it, I still have my foot hovering over the brake as well because I'm not quite comfortable with it. Uh, still, as as I use them on the freeways and still sort of have my hands hovering over the steering wheel as well. Ed, I, Me too. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I'm looking forward to the actual survey when it comes out and the, the whole thing and maybe we can talk more about it then. Ed Kim is from Auto. Pacific, and uh, they're of course a very uh, wonderful research company. And I'm always interested, Ed, when you have these things coming up. And we'll look forward to having you back on the show. Uh, and I will tell you, I'm fascinated with Ed's knowledge and his research background into everything that goes on in the automotive industry. Our auto expert will be right back. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to our auto expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and uh, many more streamers live. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, OurAutoExpert.com. Yes, hours of endless, 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 endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and with me in the studio is Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. And joining us on the phone is our friend Anton Wallman, who is an independent analyst and investor and a Swedish entrepreneur. Um, you can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. Uh, Anton, it's good to have you back on the show. It's been a little while since we've had you on. But the big news is that, as you predicted fairly correctly, um, Elon Musk has uh, done a 180 and is now saying, well, maybe I'm not going to buy Twitter. I'm going to put my plans on hold uh, for $44 billion. And uh, his excuse now is what? Yeah, so Nick, it's uh, one of the lamest of all lame excuses. Elon (laughs) Musk has discovered, I know there's a shocking Nick, that, you know what, there might be these bots that aren't perfectly human (laughs) that are actually roaming around Twitter and uh, adding what he considers to be very little of value. And even though Twitter itself has uh, made a best efforts attempt at estimating how many of these bots there really are and have said consistently in its public filing since inception pretty much that um, they could be off because it's impossible to accurately estimate exactly how many bots there are, but they think it's on the general order, about 5%. And now Elon Musk woke up yesterday and said, you know what, God, maybe it's more. And because maybe it's more, then you know what, this deal is kind of on hold. (laughs) Uh, The sad part for him is that he signed an actual merger agreement, um, and he was held uh, in his uh, right and left hands alike by the most expensive lawyers in the world, and they pointed out to him that Basically, this cannot be used as an excuse to try to get out of this thing because Twitter has indeed disclosed everything they need to disclose. And they've given all the caveats as to why those uh, estimates in some cases may or may not be off, up or down. And, uh, you know, he is uh, basically going to be held to the mat here if the Twitter board of directors decides 
that it is going to force him to perform on this contract. He signed on the dotted line, Nick. So uh, he's out to $44 million. Or billion, sorry. With a B. Well, yeah. uh, he and whatever other partners he chooses to bring in, he's famously, as it were, uh, been out there in the last, just in the last week, trying to get other partners to join him to co-invest in this thing. And I think he's been digging deeper and deeper into the bottom shelves here, looking for smaller and smaller and less significant entities to join him in this thing. So I don't know how desperate he really is to try to make sure that he doesn't himself have to cough up all of this stuff in a batch of financings that include a little bit of debt and a little bit of margin loans on his Tesla stock, and a little bit of that. Uh, it sounds like he's just cooled on the whole thing, and maybe his attention level has uh, uh, sort of wandered in some other direction here, and uh, we just don't know really what his true motivation is, but the idea that he's going to be able to back out of this deal for this reason at this point, uh, there was an indication by the chairman of the board of Twitter just less than 24 hours ago in which he basically said, you know, we also look forward to closing this deal. So thank you very much, Elon, now perform. So he is, I think it sounds like they are going to put some pressure on him to say, you can't just, you know, make a big deal out of this thing uh, and sign a contract of this magnitude uh, and then just say, you know what? Uh, maybe I should have thought about it more first. Uh, adios. They just, you know, I, I would like to see them to uh, hold his feet to the fire here, and it uh, sounds like that is more likely than not to happen. The worst case scenario for him does, uh, or does it does it help him if the share price changes between now and the the actual transaction date? Well, I mean, it really, from a contractual standpoint, it does not. I mean, he's signed on the dotted line. It is what it is. The share price price is going to fluctuate, would have fluctuated, has been fluctuating. The courts in Delaware that will ultimately govern a dispute on this matter because this is a Delaware uh, corporation by law, and they have a long history of rulings of conflicts uh, of this ilk, and they have not looked keenly on any party looking to revise the terms for anything but the most extremely fraudulent of reasons. So uh, in this case, the price shouldn't matter from a contractual standpoint. As a matter of practicality, would on the margin uh, the Twitter board of directors be more willing to negotiate with him, compromise perhaps, if they thought that basically their future would be severely in peril if if he were to just sort of walk and this would be a long drawn out uh, legal conflict, maybe on the margin. But right now, I would imagine that they're just peeved, right, that they are really angry that he is uh, playing all of these games, you know, having come up there and, you know, swept himself in from the left field like a giant white knight on his own white horse and uh, tried to uh, do something here. And uh, now he just says, you know what, nah, maybe I was just kidding. So I, I think that um, the, the, the price here, uh, I think they're going to stick to it because like, we've had enough of this nonsense. And, oh, by the way, we weren't super happy with the price to begin with. So why should we just step back and uh, compromise on this? And he hasn't, by the way, asked for a price reduction either. Think about that. I mean, he, didn't, he just said that you know, maybe there are more bots here than I thought. He didn't right. say that he wanted to negotiate the price down, so that's not even technically on the table at this point.
Well, he's a master of manipulation. I mean, he, this isn't the first game he's played like this. Like he, know, he, he seems to know what he's doing, and he knew what he was doing when he went into this, and he knew by saying this sort of thing, it would have some sort of reaction. So he seems to have probably yeah, I mean, some sort you of You would think so, because you, you always think so psychologically, Nick, when somebody has had a winning streak by hook or by crook for a long time, that, you know, they had really gamed this out perfectly. Well, maybe, just maybe, that wasn't the... I mean, maybe he got lucky, you know, a few times on some of these twists and turns, and maybe this time he may have pressed his luck one time too many. That's also a possible interpretation here, that you know he didn't game out the entirety of the situation that was at hand here maybe he thought that you know by coming up with this ruse you know about buying twitter i can actually offload seven or eight billion dollars of tesla stock to, without people freaking out about it and then uh, i can just put the genie back in the bottle and go home well maybe he just simply miscalculated on a scheme of that nature to the extent that there was uh, an intent to do it that way uh, so uh, we don't really know what's going on in his mind. The, the chess game has not come to a completion. But, uh, you, you know, don't rule out the possibility that he may just have uh, tripped all over his own shoelaces here trying to pay, play uh, four-dimensional chess. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I, I, we've, we've been waiting for the, the time that you've been on the show, what, two or three years? We've been waiting for him to make this massive trip up. Um, and I've been waiting for this to happen. So um, hopefully this will be the time that um, that he's actually uh, going to trip over his uh, socks and he should have wore trip over his shoelaces and he hasn't actually tied them properly as well. So that's the that's the one thing I think uh, that he hasn't got it uh, absolutely safe. All right, Anton Warman, uh, he's an independent analyst and investor. Uh, you can read the majority of his stuff at Seeking Alpha and The Street. This is Our Auto Expert. You can listen to Our Auto Expert at uh, Our Auto Expert com and go to the website watch our videos read our stories we'll be back again same time same place next week you've been listening to our auto expert with nick mile find all the show episodes at our please follow us on all social media twitter facebook and instagram at our auto expert and message us for a quick and witty response 